got here too far now. Um, how's everyone doing? Doing well? Good. Nice. I was just testing the waters to see if this was going to be one of those mornings where everyone's silent or responsive. So off to a good start. Um, as Dan said, um, my name's Josh Kimpton. Um, I'm one of the board members here at CV. Um, and um, I've got the privilege today of speaking to each of the co-leaders co co about their story. Um, so over the past few weeks, we've been talking about the story of the church. We've been exploring the place of the church within that bigger context. Um, and by the church, obviously, we mean church with a capital C, the global historical church. Now, to make this topic a little bit more digestible, um, we've been focusing on a few specific things along the way. And as we do this, we're looking at, at, at it through the lens of this concept called whakapapa, hence the name. And to think about the world in a whakapapa way is to place ourselves in that wider context. It's to think about the people and the places um, um, before us in, in sort of like a matrix. A matrix that helps form our identity, uh, gives us uh, roles and responsibilities, and informs the way that we live as a result of what has come before us. It's that whole idea of um, um, moving forward whilst walking backwards and looking and acknowledging everything that has come before us. Now, to recap what we've done over the past few weeks, now we started by looking at Peter's confession uh, as Jesus as the Christ, and how this was ultimately the start of the church. Dan talked to us about how this is at the core, um, at the center um, of our whakapapa as followers of Jesus Christ. And just as Peter declared Jesus as the Christ, so do we here at CV declare Jesus to be the Christ and the center of all things. Uh, we then looked at how we are a creedal community and we unpacked um, the Apostles' Creed, this beautiful confessionary um, that uh, sits in the midst of the church and affirms who our triune God is. And then last week, Dan interviewed um, Lloyd Rankin, who um, is essentially the founder of the Vineyard Movement um, in New Zealand. And we heard from him um, a little bit more about the broader vineyard story um, and how it sits uniquely within New Zealand, um, um, uh, uniquely within the broader family of God. And so with all of that said, today what we're going to do is we're going to zoom in a little bit more, one last time, and we're going to look at our story as a church, as Central Vineyard. Um, and to do that, I have the privilege of interviewing each of the co-leaders. So could I ask all three of you to come up, Dan and Gab Sheet, and Rob uh, Wiseman. Alicia is unfortunately unwell, so she can't make it today, um, but I'm sure, I'm sure Rob will be able to answer questions on her behalf. Yeah, we'll, we'll find how that goes. Let's grab a seat, guys. Thank you, Josh. Welcome, welcome. This feels really weird speaking to each of you like this in front of everybody. Um, and thanks for entrusting me to ask you questions. Um, hopefully nothing's too out of the blue. So um, to kick off with, um, I might just get each of you to introduce yourselves. Um, and, and when you do, can you please just let this entire community know, um, what's the naughtiest thing you did as a kid? Should we not start on the line? Should we start with Gabs? Uh, no, I actually want to start with Gabs. <laughs> Okay, kia ora whanau. My name's Rob, those I haven't met, and I'm married to Alicia, who um, can't be here, she's sick. I love sickness, it's like the great leveller. No one looks good when they're sick, do they? Uh, I opened the door, because we actually slept in separate rooms last night, because our daughter was up. I opened the door to check how she was, and she was just like, Aah. It's like, okay, you're not coming. I hope she <laughs> listens to the podcast day. Eh? I hope she doesn't. Um, so yeah, my name's Rob. The naughtiest thing I did as a kid 
When I was about uh, 11 years old, we or 12 years old, we lived down the road from the dairy factory, which is now Fonterra. And my mates and I thought it would be good to sneak out. We were staying in the hay barn, grew up on the farm. We used to get up to all sorts of mischief. So one night, staying in the hay barn, 2 a.m. in the morning, went to the Fonterra dairy factory and climbed the highest tower we could find. It had like a ladder on the side. So we climbed that. But as we were up there, we got spotted by some security guards. So they, they came from a distance, so we boosted it down, and we, we were like petrified, um, and we had to run and hide. I had to hide between the, the mudguard and the wheel of a big tanker truck, and while, this, while the security guard just walked past us, and then we just boosted it like it was two kilometers, and just ran the whole way home, never ran so far and fast in my life. So that was one thing. That's so much better than I hoped for. <laughs> right. Follow that you go. up, Gab. I can't. <laughs> yeah. My story. You're naughty. Do I seem like that? Yep. No. Um, I, hi, everyone. My name's Gabrielle. Um, I, my story now just seems so lame. Um, well, what I was going to say is when I was three, I jammed my dad's music, um, like stereo, stereo, that's what, so we don't have them anymore, but stereo, I jammed that full of raisins, every <laughs> single crevice full of raisins. <laughs> It was not best place. Um, yeah, but compared to that story. <laughs> you destroyed property. Yeah. You vandalized. Vandalism. Vandalism. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I'm going to try and beat you. I guess the competitive nature of me wants to do better than you. Mm -hmm. I have the naughty thing. So I got like three stories I could pick from. We just want one. Well, I did. You know how every small town in New Zealand has its thing? Like Awakuni has its carrot and so on. I'm from Stratford, well part of my story was in Stratford and there's this glockenspiel, the glockenspiel is this big uh, clock in the middle of town and it has these doors that open up and these little characters come out and it does like a little 15 minute version of Romeo and Juliet like four times a day and it's horrible. And um, <laughs> one night after a late night skate session with some of my good friends, we were, we were just getting a burger and it was like midnight and at the bottom of this big clock tower there was this big rubbish bag because the public toilets were behind it and we just thought it'd be funny to like throw this big rubbish bag up into the balcony of the clock tower. And so um, uh, annoyingly, like I just got it in first go and that was the end of the game. So we're like, oh well. That Wednesday, uh, the, the Stratford Press comes out as it always does and on the front it says, Romeo, Romeo, wherefore art thou Romeo? And it turns out the next morning that when the clock tower went to do its thing, all of the gears and all of the stuff started going, but the bag jammed up the doors, and the doors then, the Romeo couldn't get through, and all the gears broke, and the whole clock malfunctioned and just was destroyed. And uh, Romeo fell through, and the lead light windows were all busted, and um, I had now become on the wanted list of Stratford's greatest criminals as the Glockenspiel bandit. And uh, yeah, that's my police story. The that's police good. came to our house and- Can I go again? No, no. <laughs> And these are our co-leaders. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yep. um, so yeah, that's, uh, I, I just wanted to be Rob, that's all. That's the story that could do that. Yeah, maybe. No, it's good. Maybe. I don't know, who's, who's got the better story, me or Rob? Uh, let's, let's, let's find out. You want to cheer for Rob? Gee. There you go, there you go. <laughs> Raisin Bandit, yeah, go you. The Raisin Bandit, I love that. New nickname, I think. Um, so, uh, to kick things off, um, I thought maybe the best place to start would be if um, I get each of you to sort of uh, uh, tell us a bit about your stories as couples. Um, Rob, I made you go first last time, so maybe I'll start, start with you, you two, Dan and Gab. Sure, I mean, our, our very quick biography is that I, I was born in Otago, grew up in Otago, uh, 
the Lord spoke very uh, radically to my family. My family moved to the North Island and pursued what God was calling them into. They planted a church in the, in the North Island uh, in a place called Stratford, the place I was just talking about. And I left home and I moved to Auckland. And when I moved home, left home and moved to Auckland, that's when I met Gab. So uh, I moved up here and uh, I moved to a church over on the North Shore called uh, Shore Vineyard and Gab was there. Gab um, was one of the, uh, the youth group posse of that community and had become a Christian at the Vineyard Youth Camp. Uh, a couple of years earlier. Do you want to tag in here? And, um, Sorry, as a leader, did you marry one of your... No, no. Um, okay. <laughs> not, the first well, Josh Kimpton. No, I just waited until youth <laughs> group was you. finished. Um, <laughs> I'm aware of how that now sounds. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, who made the first move? Yeah, totally this me. Yeah, okay. And did he do it well, or was it really awkward and uh, cringy? very first move was I got a text from a, a, a friend who... Uh, and, like a friend, a common friend, who was like, "This guy wants your number. Can I give it to him?" And I was like, "I don't yeah. even know who this is." It was courtesy. That's what that was. <laughs> yeah. Then yeah. I was like, but then I kind of realised who he was because he'd only just moved up from Auckland, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I guess so." Like he seemed kind of nice. So, mm. so yeah. So that was the first move, I suppose. Do you want to know what our first date was? We went and saw Hitch. Mm, that's a good movie. Sort of aging oh. the situation. That's a bold move. Let's go see a movie about couple People getting making. married. Yeah. <laughs> Planting the seeds early. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah, good. yeah. it's good. And then we broke up. Um, yeah, we did. I broke up with Gab for another girl. Uh, good move. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we got back together. And then after we got back together, actually a few months into that, I had a huge, I had my big sort of 20-year-old crisis moment where I realized I just needed to grow up. I was a mess on the inside. And so I very sincerely, this is not always done sincerely, but I did sincerely say this to Gavin. It was like, look, I actually need to work on me. Like, I'm a mess. I've just left home. There's so much mess going on in my life right now internally. I don't know what I'm doing with a bunch of stuff. And we, we pursued a friendship for about 18 months. We really sought a, a really good friendship. And so you broke up again. Yeah, we broke up. what I'm hearing. Yeah, we so. broke up twice. <laughs> yeah. Both times with me, but that second time was legit. It was very legitimate. It was like, I, I actually really want to pursue this, but I, I'm not giving you a very good me. I'm a mess. And so as a result of that, uh, we parked the relationship for a while um, and then we got back together and yep. we made out furiously <laughs> on your parents' couch that time. That was... <laughs> I don't yeah, know if need that much detail, but it was, that's okay. It was really pent up by that point. <laughs> Thanks. You weren't expecting that, were you? <laughs> <laughs> wow, this is... Yeah, it's a lot of information. Yeah, anything you want to add to that, Gab? Or? <laughs> Not that part. <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, for me, I am born, born and raised in Aucklander, which feels like quite a, a, not a very common thing, actually, talking to most people. But um, So I grew up on the North Shore and um, didn't grow up in church. My experience of church growing up was sometimes going to my grandparents' Baptist church in Gisborne. My mum's from Gisborne. And that, that was basically my own only real experience of church, which was not an amazing experience, it was, just, it was very small and traditional and just as a kid it wasn't like the most exciting place to be. Um, and then I got invited along to the Vineyard Youth Camp through a high school friend. So I'm like that classic story I suppose. Um, and yeah, and then so met God there and then yeah, and then my story tracked towards this guy as I finished high school and went to uni and we got married and yeah, and then after uni, we, um, yes, we got married, Gab finished uni, I was working at, at Shaw Vineyard by this time, and we basically just spent the next decade watching all of our friends go on OEs while we stayed uh, and, uh, and tracked towards doing life in Auckland. Uh, 
so I became the assistant pastor of that church. Um, Gab was alongside me the whole way, and and then um, we we sensed the call. We sensed the call to plant a church, mm. and that's that's the central vineyard story. It really starts at that point. But before we get there, we'll hand yeah, over to Rob, Rob and let Rob fill yeah, his so gaps. I'll in. sort of merge Leisha and I together. Uh, we we both grew up in Cambridge. We're blessed to have been growing up in a Christian home. So Jesus, this guy Jesus, was was known to us from a very young age. Uh, we went to the same church, small AOG church at that time. Uh, and I was in the youth group. Now, Leisha has a brother who's about one more year older than I. So I was sort of friends with, with him going through youth group doing that. So initially, I didn't really take notice of his little sister. She was annoying. But then, then later on, when we got to sort of the, the early high school age, we, um, we started to become friends. And actually, funny story. I actually ended up dating her, um, one of her close friends at school. And all, I didn't know this, but Leisha really liked me. And this was quite crushing for her. Uh, she, didn't, she didn't know this. I didn't know that she liked me. And I was just, I was 16. I was just, this girl was, was interested in me. She was hot. And I was like, okay. Um, so, but, but poor thing, it crushed Leash. Um, but, you know, in that time, Leash never told me. Leash never tried to, like, um, like, pull me out of that relationship. I got, came to my senses and worked out she wasn't the best for me. She's a bit so, um, like loopy. Um, so... <laughs> Like in the bestest of terms, like God bless her now, wherever she is. Um, um, but then, so Leisha so and I have been hanging out, this, this, you know, becoming good friends. And we were about 16 and 14 when we got together. Super young. If you're 14 and 16, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Um, but it, it worked for us. And we, we got married. I was 21. Leisha was uh, 19. Uh, we ended up going to Gateway for a year, where Donald and the crew were, uh, and then we moved up to Auckland. And in that time, because Leash was starting to become a physiotherapist, so we moved up to here and was, was in Auckland for seven years. I uh, went to Edge Kingsland for seven years, and then we did the OE overseas. Uh, over, that was quite a big, powerful moment for us. It was quite a healing moment. Through, we don't have time for it now, but, but there's, we had some issues with the church and particularly people in it. We, we love the church, we love Jesus, we weren't so um, stoked with his people. <laughs> um, but this time overseas for us was a real healing time. We had two communities, one in Bristol, then another in London, that uh, were, they were just amazing people. And they reignited our faith, re- restored our um, faith in the followers of Christ, um, who were all broken, right? And anyway, Cut a long story short, we're going to segue into this. We came back from London. We, we thought God wanted us in London. We so thought God wanted us in London. And it turns out he didn't want us in London. Um, and it was a great lesson, and your feelings are not the driver of, of it is good, it is, it is, you know, God is on this. Because we were like, this felt so good, it felt so right. But anyway, we had to come back. So we came back really bitter and twisted, really annoyed. We were just mourning. We were just gutted. We had the best church family, the best friends. And so we went around trying to find a church in Auckland. And we, I don't know if you've ever found, tried to find, uh, tried, trying to find a church when you're hurting and mourning, it's not the easiest. Because um, you just go and you stand at the back and be like, ugh, what's this? <laughs> that song sucks. That guitar's out of tune. Heard this one before, and, and nothing's going to suffice. Um, one of the churches we went to was Shaw Vineyards, the evening gathering that, that these guys were running. And it's through that we got to meet these guys. And I'll stop there because that's 
Yeah. yeah. Great. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> awesome. So I guess the, the next logical question is, um, how did you all t come together? Like, t tell us a bit about the start of, of CV and, and where that all came from. It starts kind of in that moment because um, we, we got to know Rob and Leish. We had some meals with them, enjoyed their company, started to form a bit of friendship. Um, they, they did say, hey, this isn't the church for us because I think of the, the overarching thing you were describing before. Uh, but they said this really weird phrase to us that no one ever says. And they said to us like, hey, this isn't the church for us, but if you ever go do something of your own or if you ever do something in the future, like, we'd, we'd be in, we'd love to do it. To which Gavin and I were like, that's weird. You know, like, you know, like we're here. Like, we love being here. This is a wonderful community. And, um, but what actually happened was, uh, not long after that, maybe about six months later, uh, the Lord started to speak to Gab and I. We left town to go do a wedding of a really close friend uh, down, in, uh, down in the, uh, where was it? Uh, the Wairarapa. And uh, as we went down there, uh, we just had one of those weekends where we just said, like, look, we're going away to be with friends and to take a wedding here. This is, this is not church. This is not work. Let's enjoy our holiday and, and do this wedding. No God chat, kind of, you know, as in, like, you know, no talk of church, no talk of um, work. So we go down, we do this wedding, we have a great time. And as we're coming back up through the country, we stay with my parents for a night. And as we stay with my parents for a night, uh, we get up the next morning. And my dad, that morning, he just says, hey, um, bit of a random thing here, but I had a dream a few months ago and I've had the dream again last night. And when I had the dream a few months ago, there was no faces in the dream. It just it was like a, a, a just this random faceless dream. But last night I had it again and now you guys were the faces. And it was this dream of, uh, of us standing at the front of a church and uh, we looked around and just realized these are not our people. Like there was this deep sense of like, we're in the wrong place. And, and then a, a bus pulls up outside and we get on and there's a bus ready for a new thing to go off and go do that. And I was like, Cool, Dad. Way too much cheese last night. Like that's what that was, you know. No, 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 thanks, kind of thing. Um, we drive home. We're literally just like, "What do you think of that dream?" Like literally, just, yeah, don't know. We get back to Auckland. This is only a few hours later, and we stop, get our stuff out of the car, unload, pack, unpack, and while we're unpacking. Um, I get a text from a random person who I, you know, an acquaintance is like a good term for what this person was to me, like they were maybe an acquaintance, and they just said, hey, I'm at a conference, and there's just been a ministry time, and while the ministry time was going on, I had this picture for you, and the picture was that you were going out to this um, area of ground, and it, it looks like it's kind of maybe a garden, you can't tell, but you put your hand in the dirt, and there's just all these vegetables ready to go, like they've been sitting there waiting, ready to be picked. It doesn't look like it, but there is. And, uh, and that was the second, and within 12 hours kind of thing, of these pictures of like, God's doing something new with you. Uh, there's something for you to go and do. And, and then we had, uh, over the next couple of months, we had 10 of those. So we collated 10 words into a little notebook as for months we just held these words and we started to talk to our pastors, Vic and Fran, about it. We're like, we don't know what this is, but God is saying something to us here. And then the end of that story is that in the new year, this is in 2013, in the new year, um, while at church, a, a guy came forward at the, at the end of the worship, just like we had before, and he just grabbed the microphone and just said, you know, I just get this picture today that there's a person here, and, and you're down on the floor scrubbing the floor, and you look up, and Jesus is over here, and he's saying, come on, and you're like, yeah, 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 scrub, 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 and you look up, and Jesus is like, come on, and you're like, yeah, 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 scrub, 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 and he just said, I just think there's someone here, and Jesus is calling you to something, and you're not actually moving on it. It's time to move on it. And it's a bit hard to respond to that as the assistant pastor of the church. It's me, you know, like, <laughs> like, but like that was the moment, like 
oh, that's me. And the next day I resigned. The next day I met with Vic and I resigned. I said, I said, I have to say yes to this. I have to put a line in the sand and say yes to this. So this was early 2013. And, um, and then at that point, um, we started to cultivate like, a, okay, Lord, what are you doing with us? And we started to discern that for the year. We started to pray. Um, and then later in the year, about October, uh, was when we announced it to Central Vineyard. Uh, to Shore Vineyard, to Shore Vineyard. And we announced to Shore Vineyard we were going to go and plant something. We don't know what it is yet, but we're going to go. And literally the next day, one of the first messages to pop into our little Facebook messenger, ding, was, was Rob and Leash. So I don't know if you want to tag in there, but like, um, you know. Yeah, so, so we had, I sent them this message, we sent them this message saying, yeah, if you, not, not for us, but if you, if you do something on your own, let us know, which is, as I think of it now, it is dumb, what a dumb thing to say, because we didn't know they were doing it, but hey, yeah, I'm just going to say it was God. Um, and then, a little while later, not knowing this is happening, they call us out on it, they're like, oh, hey guys, we're doing this thing, yeah. do you, um, are you in? And, and prior to that, we had sort of given up. Not given up, but just for the time. So we, we were sick of looking at churches, coming back every Sunday afternoon, gutted and still missing London. Uh, so we gave up. And so in that sort of 2000 and uh, whatever time, I was studying to become a teacher. So for six months, went nowhere. And but got to know these guys. And, and once that text came through, that invitation came through, both of us... Yeah, we, we, we prayed about it, thought about it, and all that's the sermon stuff, the proper way, not just our feelings. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah. we, we just we said we're in, and, and we came along to the, the lounge with a bunch of other motley Yeah, is Dave people. Hoskins here? Is Dave here? Dave. Dave was yeah. one of the OGs as well. It was just a group of like eight of us yeah. in our lounge. That was it. That was the start of Central Vineyard. Eight friends in a lounge, mm. just asking a question together. What would it take to make a church you'd be so proud of you'd tell anyone about it? Yeah. Like what, is, what has to be in it? What's the ingredient? What, what, is, what makes it up? What would you be absolutely thriving to talk about? What would you be so proud of? So we would worship, we'd pray, and we'd just talk about that question in our lounge. Mm. That was the start of Central Vineyard. That's where it all began. Amazing. Wow. And so you're at that point. You're starting to go along to, to these, these gatherings as well. Yep. Eight of you following that, that rhythm of, yep, of meaning, worshipping, praying, and asking that question. Um, so, so where to next? What, what happens after that? Um, we could put up the timeline if you want. Yeah, I think there's a timeline slide. This is a bit of a... Um, oh, no, 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 go back. You're on the right one there. Sorry, uh, Andy. Yeah, so we, we started in the lounge. That's where it all began. And, um, and then after that, we just started to collect a few friends that were resonating with what this was starting to shape up as. So we'd eat a meal, we'd worship, we'd, we'd pray, and we'd, we'd just see what was going on with, with what God was stirring in us. Mm. Our notebook would kind of get a bit thicker with a few more prophetic words and a few sentiments of what God was calling us into. But as we discussed this, we started to get very passionate about a couple of core things. Number one, we wanted to be people of the big story of God. We kind of found that there was this thing in us of like, man, we're so sick of when the story of God is so small. And so what's the big story of God? The big story of God is that he's making all things new. That's the story. That's the story we want to go and tell as a people. And then equally, if we just have a big story and we're not living it, then it's, it's, it's invalid. We need to go live it. So as equally as we have this big story, we're like, we need to become people of that. We need to embody it. We need to grow into it. We need to mature into it. We need to be formed into it. 
And then there was two other things that were important to us. We wanted to gather together. We wanted to be people of a gathering because we had a lot of friends around us at that time who were starting to say, like, love, love Jesus, but not into the church. And we're like, but you've got to love the church. The church is part of what this whole thing is about. The church is a, is, is a big piece here. You can't kind of just cut that off. So we wanted to gather and we wanted to scatter. We wanted to be people of mission and loving into our city. And at the whole crux of it, the whole thing holding it together was we want this to be about Jesus. We want Jesus to be the center of it. And so that's what Central Vineyard came to be. Central Vineyard, as in Jesus is central. Jesus is our central point. And we just started gathering around that and people just started to kind of be collated up into it, didn't they? Like in our lounge. Our lounge got too small very quickly. And then after our lounge got too small, we decided to take it to Crave. Uh, do you want to take a tackle in there, babe? Like what we did there? Yeah, we were doing monthly. Monthly, monthly gatherings. Monthly gatherings at Crave. So it felt like that was something that we could do because um, mm. everyone was still doing, had lots of other stuff going on in their lives, but it felt like monthly we could make it happen, really put all of our energy into meeting monthly. And then as we started doing that, you guys had a baby. We did. <laughs> we had so a baby. Rob, yeah. Rob literally yeah. showed up to lead worship at one of the Crave nights while, while Leash was in labour. Yeah. Uh, and it sounds so bad. When you it is bad. <laughs> None of you are allowed to do that. <laughs> no, she was, she was going to the hospital for a checkup. We did them Wednesday, evening, Wednesday afternoons. Yeah. And she was going to go for a checkup. But then they get there and they're like, oh, we're going to induce you. And so I was already at church, like preparing to lead worship and stuff. Yeah. And we knew that inducing takes ages, right? Ladies? <laughs> no? No? Okay. <laughs> all the, all the mums are like... <laughs> Anyway, they, she got induced. Uh, it was hours. I got there within hours. <laughs> oh, it, was, it was sweet. She was fine. She was happy. But those were the Crave gathering they days. The Crave eh? gatherings. Yeah. 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 And the same thing sort of happened. They, they just they quietly expanded. They quietly grew. Yeah. People were being drawn to this thing that we were doing. Remember, we weren't playing from some big grand play, playbook here. We were just following what we sensed the Lord was saying to do next. And when you're at Crave, are you following sort of that same pattern as well? Mm. It's just yeah, that's where the communion table started. Yep. Yeah, there's this photo I should have put on the slides, but like, there's this photo of us having like one of our first gatherings. It's like the communion table's there. You know, we've just worshipped. We're, we're opening the scriptures. Like the same things. We haven't really changed the formula. It's no. it's the same stuff we love, mm. and it was happening back then too. And just people were just finding it life giving and being drawn in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and mean, when you look at the, sl the, the slide up there, there's quite a lot that you could unpack and we definitely don't have time to go through, through all of it today. So maybe if I just ask some questions about some specific moments Great. Um, about it. And, and Gab, one question for you with respect to that is, what was it like in the early days around um, forming and developing a sense of community and, and hospitality within CV? Mm. That's a good question. Yeah, um, <clears throat> well, for Dan and I, um, and I know Robin Leash as much as they could, was we'd have just people over for dinner. We'd just have people in our house all the time. And that was just the easiest way it was to get to know people. Because on a, in a gathering, it's so hard to have, you know, long, you know, deeper conversations with people. But actually, when you have people over, it's um, such a great space to do that. So we did that a lot, actually. And um, it's pretty much only up until, I don't know, probably last year when we... Lots of things happened in our life, but um, we had a baby and moved house and that kind of stuff, and we're currently renovating our house. But once we've done that, we'll have people over again. Um, but that's, that's always what, something that we've done, is have people over in our home or meet people out for lunch or get a coffee or something like that. Just being around a table has always been such a priority for us, is like building that relationship, building that community and, and being with people. Um, and then it's obviously partly why we have 
the table here as well. And while we've always valued having, you know, good coffee on a Sunday and all those kind of things, building spaces that people feel welcome and invited into and yeah. connect. Yeah. yeah. And, and maybe a question for, for you, Rob. Um, Dan mentioned just before this concept of gathering and scattering. Yeah. Um, and I think you sort of, you know, you, you embody that in, in worship, you know, gathering, and then also in, in yeah. mission and, and scattering. And can you tell us a bit more about that and how, how that developed? Yeah, so we had this metaphor, it's the right word, of a left leg and a right leg. And as a people of Christ, we, we come together, we, we gather as we do on a Sunday, and we worship together, and we learn, and, and we, we do that. But then the other half of that is the right foot, and it's the, we go and we scatter. We go out into our workplaces, whether you're an engineer, teacher, nurse, and, and you live this life as a Christ follower. And, and we, we wanted to put equal representation on both yeah. of those. You, you know, lots of, it's easy to put representation, it's easy to do one, give one weighty more than the other. And, but we didn't, never wanted it to be like that. Uh, and that, that actually wraps in with our little catchphrase, like pursuing Jesus and playing your part. And we harp on and on about it. Because as Christ followers, we were like, no, this is not about this or the greater leadership team. We all have a part to play because we are all Christ followers and go into our worlds and hopefully show this love of Christ. And so uh, in, the, the, in terms of scattering, Gratis was part of that. And Gratis was born out of um, uh, one of our crew who saw that they were doing a free store down in Wellington. And went down and they checked it out and thought, what would that look like to do in, um, in, in Auckland for us? And so since then, I don't know, it must be five years ago now, Gratis was formed that, I think, but yeah. and, and we've, been, we've, we've been serving the, the, the poor and the needy of Auckland CBD. And it's this whole thing of looking outward, like how can we as Christ followers look outward, not just a Sunday gathering, but out into the people around us, the brokenness, and how can we be a light? We, we did a series called Lights and Lampstands. Mm. How can we be a light and a lampstand in a city? And that, that birthed gratis as, as a corporate thing. But individually, we were saying, no, we're called to be lights in our workplace, lampstands in our workplace too. So you'll get sick of us saying it, but we won't stop saying it. Nice. I'd like to hear it. Um, one thing that's quite unique about CV, and when I, I know certainly when I first came in the doors, was um, this co-leadership model is quite unique. Um, can you tell us a bit more about that, how it came to be, what it, what it actually means in practice? I think there might be a slide for that as well. Yeah, so what happened is about 2017 or so, uh, our church grew quite quickly um, in, in a way that we just weren't prepared for or, or really looking for. But as a church that grew quite quickly, we, we were still operating within kind of this church planter structure, uh, which is basically there's not much money and uh, there's no staff and we have to figure out how to quickly put some structure around this so that it will be safe and, and, and do its job well and be looked after. Um, and we found ourselves kind of on this little precipice of like, man, we could do something really significant in this moment. We could do this so it's different. Because often what happens is, is a church planter becomes the senior pastor. It's kind of like the track. So um, I've got here, you know, leadership in churches can often be sort of two things. It can either be a pyramid where there's um, a person or a couple of people at the top and then there's kind of like this sort of unfolding hierarchy below. Um, and then, or it can be a flat leadership, like there almost is no leadership, like leadership doesn't exist, leadership's a bad word. And so those are the kind of two models that often people pick up on when it comes to structure. We were sitting on this moment of like, we need to put something in place, uh, but what is it? 
And in the heart of my heart, it was like, I don't want the pyramid. <laughs> you know, I don't want the pyramid. I don't want the pyramid. I don't want that to be our story. Um, there's nothing wrong with the Okay, no, there's some things wrong with the pyramid or else we would have done it. Um, <laughs> but it's like, that's not going to be our way of, of doing this. And so we sought the Lord and we uh, read some really great books and material around some other ways of structuring this. And what we landed on was this, this idea of plurality in our leadership. Plurality, which is co-leadership, leadership done together in a community. And it's such a shame that Leash isn't sitting here for you to see all four of us today. But it really is that our story became this thing of four leaders together leading. The next slide here. So, so the, the, the goal, if we just get the next slide, and here it is. Central Vineyard is a, is a community project. It's a community journey of pursuing Jesus and playing our part. The, the, the theological word we're putting to that is Christ, Christoformity. We want you to become like Christ. We want to become like Christ. Christ is the greatest treasure. So what we're trying to do is go, we want to become that community, the community of Christ. That's the job here. That's the goal. I get out of bed to do what Paul says in Galatians. I labor that Christ may be formed in us. That's my job. And then under that job, under that journey, our leaders are seeking to serve it. So we're servants who lead, not leaders who just try and figure out a couple of places to serve. We are trying to be servants leading together. <laughs> On the left here, we have our leaders who are responsible to a unique thing. So some of our leaders have been in operation this morning. You've seen them, like our worship leaders, our kids leaders, um, our youth leaders. Uh, we've got our, our circle leaders. The room right now is full of circle leaders. Thank you for being people who make space for people to be in your homes. We love you for it. There's care leaders, there's celebrate recovery leaders, there's prayer leaders. Like we've, we've got leaders who love a unique part of our body. Our job as the co-leaders is to love the whole body. So our job is to, is to steward the heart of this whole thing. So we do some of the unique things, yes, but we don't do all of the unique things. We look after the whole thing, the whole thing that needs looking after. And we discern the vision and the, and the, the direction of where this is going. Uh, we practice plurality, so the four of us are together in this. Now, that we're not all on staff, it's worth saying that. So Rob, is a, he, he works all week as a school teacher. All week long, he is out in his beautiful school in Point England doing his thing as a teacher, living his vocation as a teacher. Gab and Leisha part-time because they've got kids. I'm the only full-time person amongst the co-leadership. And we're not paid to be the co-leaders. We've got jobs to do. We're actually paid in the staff team, but we are the co-leadership. And we get together every couple of weeks and Sunday evenings together to eat and to pray and to, to consider these things up here. We are always talking, we're always texting. And the best thing is, while we have our unique lanes, we are tied together in love. These guys, Rob and Leash, are some of my dearest friends. They are my dearest friends. And church is too hard not to do this with your best friends, I think. It's a sweet joy to me that we get to do this together. And we've had so many moments over the last couple of years where we've just literally cried together because that's sometimes what happens in this job. <laughs> And it's like, man, I couldn't think of any other way. I mean, the pyramid thing, like being that person at the top of the pyramid, that is just too much of a task. Mm. Doing it together in this journey, that's a beauty. Mm. So that's, that's, what, that's the best I can do in like a two-minute thing. Rob, do you want to add anything to that? Or? Yeah, so from our point of view, like church leadership was the last thing Leash and I wanted. It was the last thing we were like, because of our history and all that sort of stuff, we're just like, I would more likely be like, I don't know, What's a funny job, or an odd job? I'm more likely to be that. I'm be an artist, a painter, than be a church leader. And so when these guys asked us in the uh, end of 2018, them and the board, to consider this co-leadership thing, we were just like, whoa, like, what is that about? Like, and 
but through a long process of discerning and, and conversations, we said yes to it, which shows that God has a sense of humor. We never, oh, it was the last thing we wanted. You, you, you need to trust me on that. But, but here we are. And I just want to highlight these two, what, the, the humility that they had to invite us into that is phenomenal. Because while the pyramid is, um, has its own problems, there is ease because you can do whatever the leader wants. There's a lot of ease in that. So to, so to invite another couple in as equals and to say, can we lead this together, was a huge indication, again, to Leish and I, that these guys are not following their own agenda. They're trying to do right um, by Christ and follow God in that. And so uh, this, this is massive. And I just wanted to say that publicly because uh, the humility of that is huge. And um, I think people need to know that. Um, and, and it's God-led. And it's always been God-led. It's never been like, look at us, we're so hot. It's... it's, it's, it's <laughs> It's Robin, not rather I mean, Leash and Gab are hot, you know. <laughs> it's always been about, about just following his lead. Um, so, yeah, we came on board and here we are. And just to point out, so we're the co-leaders, but also uh, we've got our board. So Josh is one of our boards. Sam is here. I saw Sam. Oh, there's Sam there. Sam's one of our boards. Jamie oh, is. Oh, gapping it. Yes. Nice. <laughs> Jamie's over here somewhere. Jamie's here. We've got um, Lynn. Lynn. Lynn, I think was over this side. You know, so we've got a, a scattering of people that are part of our board, and then we've got our staff team. You know, some of our some of our key roles are staffed, and uh, those are job description jobs to do. Mm. That's our work. Um, and so and so, uh, we kind of fill a bunch of those seats, um, but the seat that gives us great joy is this one of being co-leaders to serve serve the greater heart of this community. Mm. Um, I'm conscious of time. I've got two more questions. <clears throat> if I could ask you to try and answer it in a minute, if possible. Yeah, but, we should talk then. You know, you have some discretion to go beyond that if you, if you must. Um, and, and, and actually, one of these is specifically for you, Dan. Yeah. So this is, a, this, is a, this is an opportunity for you to... It's a challenge. Okay, um, in so, under a minute. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Um, can you tell us a bit more about the importance of um, spiritual formation at CV? Because that's something yeah. that I know <laughs> is really on Dan's heart. He's not going to do and, it. You know he's not going to do it. You've got one minute. <laughs> Good luck. Start the clock. <laughs> That's the core work of this church, that Christ would be formed here. We read a book by, uh, by Scott McKnight called Pastor Paul, where he says the core work of the church is to create a culture of Christiformity. That's just what we want. We want that more than anything. That's what we pray for. That's what we hunger for. That's what we work our, uh, our fingers raw for. You know, we want that. The, that's the, we believe that is the hope of the world, is people becoming more like Jesus. But it doesn't just happen. No. It's this laboring with, the, with Christ in his kingdom that it would happen with us. It's this joining with him, the spirit walking with us and us walking with the spirit that Christ may be formed more and more and more amongst us together. And it's become, like we didn't really go looking for that, but it's become part of our core work as a church. And it's always been there when I reflect on it now. Um, but I think one of the big turning points was obviously when we hosted John Mark Comer a couple of years ago in, a, in, a, in an event called Formatio, where we talked about spiritual formation in that day. And it really has become kind of a trademark that we've gone, this is big for us. This is a big part of being at Central Vineyard is that we're taking formation seriously. So yeah, there we go. Under Nicely a, done. Do. Nicely done. I'm proud of you. Yeah, yeah. It's thanks. possible. Thanks, Gab. Yeah, <laughs> and look, as, as I land the plane today, just one final question for each of you. And it's really more a question about observations. Um, what do you guys see happening now um, and looking forward into the future 
um, here at CV? Big question, I know. Gabs. <laughs> <laughs> You've got it, sweet. Um, I think over the last few years, I think in particular, been pretty tough years, I think, for a lot of people, and the church has also had it tough in lots of ways, And but I feel like in our community, there seems to be a bit of a turning point for a lot of things, like there just seems to be new life in a lot of areas, and um, I think this year has really felt like it's been like a consolidation year after COVID and all the unsettled, like, yeah, space that a lot of people have been in, and and I think what we've been, what we're excited about is what's God gonna do next after we've been able to we've come through quite a tough season, um, and this year has felt like we've really been able to consolidate a lot of things, and then now it's sort of like what's He breathing new life into? Um, what's He going to invite us into next? So I think that's what we're looking for: is what is God inviting us into as a community next? And that's that's pretty exciting, I think. I say your name into all that, and um, I've been really captured in the last several months around the fact that the vineyard was actually born as such an evangelistic people. So when God's spirit showed up in the original days of the vineyard, it just became this evangelistic flame. It just changed people's lives. And I just wonder that if part of that newness is also that we're going to become evangelistic people again. I wonder if that's what the Lord's going to do, is that there's going to be a great awakening of people that just want to know Jesus, and we're going to be part of that story. I think we're going to serve that story a little bit more. That's my sense as well. Um, um, me. I think we're, we're post-COVID and we've got this new norm. We're COVID, we lost some people, we gained, gained some people, the, the deck has been shuffled, but it feels like we're, we're landing on the, the new norm of the people that call Centre Vineyard their home. So for me, I think the call is like, if that is you, and I'm including myself in that, play your part, like get stuck in. Either this God, Jesus guy is real or it's not. And if it is real, we need to live like it. So, so let's do that. And the, beauty th the beautiful thing is when we do this together, there's power in that. And it's um, beautiful things happen for the kingdom. Yeah, beautiful. So COVID's been done. New family. Let's play our part in your workplace, in here, wherever. I want to do that. Yeah. Were you going to say something else? No, I said I want to do that. That sounds good. Brilliant. <laughs> well, hey, um, that just really leads me to say thank you all for sharing your story with us this morning. Um, and I just want to pu publicly um, honour all of you, and, and Alicia's not here today. Um, you know, from my perspective as a board member, and I know the other board members would say this with me as well, um, you're people of great love and great humility um, and wisdom. And um, yeah, we thank you for all that you're doing and continue to do in this community. So I think um, maybe the best way to end this morning would be just to pray a blessing over you guys. Um, love that. And, and just to say, yeah, a massive thank you on behalf so of, of this community. Thank you. Um, so, Heavenly Father, uh, we thank you, Lord, that you are present and that you are with us in all things. Lord, we thank you for this day and we thank you for this opportunity to gather together, Lord, um, as followers of Christ to worship you, Lord, um, and to spend some time learning more about this church community um, where we've come from, uh, and, and where we're heading. And Lord, we just want to take this opportunity to um, just thank you for and play a, a blessing over um, 
Dan and Gabsheed and Robin Lish Wiseman, Lord. We thank you for their hearts, Lord. We thank you for their faithfulness um, uh, in the years that have been and, and in the years that are to come, Lord. Lord, we pray where they continue to walk together in um, unity, Lord, in humility, um, and always seek after you. And, and Lord, I pray as a community of believers, Lord, would we um, yeah, continue to love and support um, these co-leaders, Lord, as they um, shepherd and, and, and lead this community, Lord. So we thank you for each of them, Lord, and we just pray yeah, your blessing upon them. Um, in your powerful and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Have a great Sunday, everyone. Cheers. Thank you, Josh.